Broadcasting live. My word for today is... Oh, there's a Come on, man. Jack Armstrong. There are ramifications. And Joe Getty. Lady, lady, lady. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Get a restart on that. Live from Studio C. Seizing your. You know what it is? You, you want a third approach? <laughs> and we'll, just, uh, we'll use the best one when A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. An army of Robin's Hood spread out across the fruited plain, messing with the stock market. Robin's Hood? Robin Hood, Robin's, hmm. Robin Hoods, Robin's Hood. Well, it's not Robin with a lot of hoods. Yes. Robin's Hoods. So the what they're calling the GameStop story has certainly uh, risen to the point that it's being covered absolutely everywhere, and we should get into it in more detail, I suppose. That's the Indeed. investment. Story. Isn't GameStop kind of like if Radio Shack had been ended up being uh, at the forefront of some giant? Financial well, story? In, indeed, yeah, or uh, your local record store, for that matter. Mm. Nobody buys uh, physical games. Well, not many people buy physical games anymore. It's all uh, downloadable. Eh, uh, Positive Sean, local game expert? Uh, for, uh, games, yeah. People just download their games these days. And uh, and part of the thing reason why GameStop can't pivot to an online marketplace is all the game developers have already made their own things. There's no need for them to go to GameStop for an online... Eliminating the middleman. <laughs> So you save. That sort of understanding of the economy that you just threw in there, the un- eliminating the middleman is... Uh, well, I took a number of economics courses. You're probably one of those subreddit dudes that's manipulating the market right now. I may be. Because you're so I on top of be. this Thick Dad's Club, or whatever their user handle is. P- pardon me? Thick Dad's? <laughs> yeah, I've, one of the, the greatest parts about this is seeing traditional news people needing to quote like uh, Reddit forums and attribute the quote to somebody, and the only way they know them is by their user handle, right? So, <laughs> so you got Big Boy Four Twenty said and Thick Dad's Club with uh, with two C's in the spelling. Hell yeah! <laughs> mm. Stay home if you're sick. Drive Come up the stock if you're you. thick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pump stocks if you're thick. <laughs> Oh, these are odd times, man. Yeah. Getting odder. I mean, if yeah. if it all came down like last week, civilization stopped functioning. I think, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what's the scariest thing I heard yesterday? Oh boy! Unfortunately, it's uh, it's out of the president, and I'm trying really hard to talk less about the president and what the president does, just for the rest of my life. But the phrase coming out of the White House: environmental justice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You talk about opening the door for all kinds of crazy crap that doesn't do anything but redistribute money. Right. Oh, my God. Environmental justice was a big push yesterday. Well, you combine that with some of the climate change stuff. uh, Well, I suppose that's related. Uh, Just a a little more directly, some of the fossil fuel policies and the just gigantic off-a-cliff change because a new guy got elected barely. Uh, it is going to just murder so many jobs. Well, just like the phrase vaccine equity meant that wasn't going to work, and it hasn't. Right. Um, environmental justice is going to just, it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> so what are we going to, truck warm weather to poor people in Minneapolis, or what? What is How does that work? 
I don't know. I just know that I have my next title for the series. I'm trying to get greenlit by Netflix. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Chuck Norris will star. <laughs> wow. I think you can get them fairly cheap. That's kind of the plan. The jobs numbers just came out, and it's about 850,000. So while it's down from last week, that's still a, a bum load of, of uh, people that have uh, applied for help that are unemployed. Another 850,000 people. I mean, it's just stunning. And so the, the numbers are officially, and this is a surprise to nobody, but 2020 was officially the worst year economically in terms of growth for the economy in the country. Worst year since World War II. But I don't think that's, you know, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming to anyone. <laughs> yeah, we know, says yeah. America. But it oh, is hey, something, but- eh, almost 100 years. One point, though, of course, the mainstream media didn't make it, and it even got past us. And uh, my old buddy Mike the Lawyer texted me the other day, and he said, hey, I'm reading about uh, the the now astonishing level of fraud in uh, unemployment claims in California. Yeah. They're thinking the fraud may top $31 billion at this point. You remember when we were announcing it was $2 billion and how just astonishingly sloppy that was? Even then, it, it was 31. Even then, it was the biggest fraud in California history. Right, right. So, as uh, Mike the lawyer put it, shouldn't we be backing all those claims out of the numbers? All those fraudulent claims? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, but I don't know, honestly. In spite of all those econ classes I mentioned, I don't know if that if we back those out, if that would be uh, 1% or 10%. No clue. Um, and then people who are trying to get help legitimately are really struggling um, with uh, government websites and the forms and everything like that. But prisoners in other states were able to pull it off pretty easily. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and now they've frozen the whole thing, because I'm sure a lot of people are getting screamed at for allowing this fraud to happen. So now they've frozen almost a million claims, the vast majority of which are legit, of course. Sure. But they're just going to freeze the whole thing, because everybody's screaming about um, uh, the fraud, which, you know, we should scream about the fraud. But... It reminds me of the old saying about Congress. They do two things, overreact and nothing. The legit claims got uh, screwed in the beginning, and now they're getting screwed again. Oh, here's the number. Thank you very much, Fox Business Network. Roughly 10% of all unemployment claims paid out in California during the pandemic have involved fraud. Another 17% are under investigation. There you go. So if, uh, let's be conservative here, if half of that 17%, were uh, were also fraudulent. That is about eighteen to nineteen percent of the claims in the most populous state in the union were fraudulent. Well, we've passed is it three different trillion dollar packages since this whole thing started? And I remember when the first one passed, uh, somebody I respect saying they're going to unwind fraud for decades to come when you've got a trillion dollars being thrown around. Well, we've now had multiple of these trillion-dollar packages, multi-trillion-dollar packages in some cases uh, going out. The the amount of fraud that's going to happen when you've got that much money washing around and smart, rich people with lots of lawyers figuring out how to get it or criminals laying in a prison in the case of the California unemployment money, uh, criminals in prisons in other states, but whoever just trying to grab some of it, oh my God, there'll be stories coming out forever. You probably won't hear them because it'll seem like it's irrelevant and you won't care and there's other things right. we've moved on to, right. but oh my gosh, 
Who who isn't going to have their hand in the cookie jar? I wish I could figure out a way to grab some. I wish I were that smart. Yeah, and of course, uh, lefty politicians who are Keynesians, believing that uh, government should push all sorts of money out into the economy and the government should be in charge of the economy, uh, they're probably thinking, "What's the point of uh, rooting on all this fraud? It's time consuming and expensive." So some prisoners and their uh, baby mamas got to, got the money. They'll spend the money. It's in the economy. It worked. See. Do you know anybody who's involved in the whole GameStop thing? Do you know anybody that's doing that? Not personally, no. I don't Not either. That Sean, has do you come have to my attention? Yeah. You have people that are oh, yeah. doing that because mm-hmm. you're you're a you're an online guy. Yeah, um, I wish I had the time. Although I think it's probably about at the point where it's a little uh, past its uh, its prime. Uh, you don't want to be chasing yesterday's play, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I know I have friends who are doing this. I'm I'm paying very much uh, a lot of attention to all this. It, it, it's yeah. fast. It's the most interesting story I think that's happened in my lifetime. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm I'm getting that sense from a lot of people who follow the markets that it is a really amazing big deal. We need to explain it, how it works, yeah. what it means, how crazy it is. And how it is almost certainly leading to the unraveling of civilization, probably <laughs> next week. One interesting aspect of it, and I, I understand the point. So a whole bunch of little guys got together to manipulate the market, and now the big guys are going to say, no, no, we got to shut it down. You can't have this happen. When the big guys manipulate the market, always, they always have, they always will. That's what they sure. do. Sure. But when a bunch of little guys started manipulating the market, we can't have this. Yeah. They Not only ch- that, but that Reddit forum where it all got started, uh, Reddit said, uh, hate speech or something. We're shutting you down. We yeah. got to change the rules once the little guy's starting to manipulate the market. Yeah. That's our job. Uh, guys in fancy suits and very <laughs> expensive shoes. We know what we're doing. Look Ex- at our ties. Exactly. Um, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. That's why we introduced everybody in the squad there. That's the board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, unfortunately, I know some people that lost some trees and even lost, like, garages and fences. And oh, so I did really good in the storm. I didn't have any problems other than power went out for maybe a half hour. Our power is still out. Longest uh, stretch of my life since I was a little kid in the rural Wisconsin that have gone without power this much. Uh, took the family to a hotel last night so we could shower and have heat. Because it's freezing cold and tired of being dirty. Wow. But that's a long time to go without power. Mm. Um, hey, uh, point of inquiry, uh, Mr. Chairman. It occurs to me, Michelangelo, with all of his important duties and his key role in the show, board operator sounds uh, underwhelming. Okay. Now, some some people would call him an engineer, but that makes radio engineers mad, even though they're not actually engineers. Um, but they engineer <laughs> stuff. <laughs> they How drive the radio ca- train, right? <laughs> Why don't we call Michael a technical director? Okay. Yeah, I'd appreciate uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I had a feeling. Okay, technical he's, director. He's Michael a grown ass man. He's got a wife. He's uh, he's he's uh, the technical director of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank mm-hmm. you, Joe. He's wearing You're a very v- He's wearing a V neck sweatshirt. And nobody to be trifled with. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. Although I I feel like the 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 range of uh, my interest has been narrowed to the point where I don't know how you know probably to the cheers of many. I don't know how many uh, topics I'll be able to jump in on today, just because the only two things I've I've been paying attention to over the last uh, I don't know five days are uh, professional basketball and dismantling hedge funds. So if you need uh, <laughs> if you need any input on either of those two things, I gotcha. Okay. Um, the GameStop story has probably bubbled up to your world, no matter who you are at this point. Um, front page of everywhere, leading newscasts, that whole sort, that sort of thing. It is oh. really interesting. Although I have taken in a couple of attempts to explain it, 
And because the newscasters don't understand it, they don't understand how bad their explanation is. So oh, yeah, there's, we'll there's, lay it out in a way you can comprehend. There's some quote from Joe Biden where it was pretty clear he didn't, you know, take the time. And, you know, it's probably not his job in the last several days to get up to speed on it. But he, well, <laughs> and he's still reeling from the crash of 1929. So he's still angry at the Kaiser. He wanted to know if GameStop still sold Pong. Hey, now. He's Thank old, you, Mr. You Technical Director. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Thursday, January 28th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. The reason why GameStop happened, Scott, was not, again, because of a fundamental disagreement about valuation. It was because of portfolio construction arbitrage. Oh, portfolio I construction arbitrage. PCA, yeah. yeah I, saw that. <laughs> I saw that coming. Is that the guy that's hoping to be governor and replace Gavin Newsom? It is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. he's playing a role in this, which, which you know, is a good way to uh, to get your face out there. Chamath, <laughs> and I'm probably going to say this last name incorrectly, Palahapatia. Yeah, it's spelled, with, right. uh, it's spelled in a way that doesn't uh, ring well to the Western ear. He's got to get a nickname, but quick. Yeah. On the, on the other Chamath hand, listening to good. that, he is uh, clearly full-witted making him half again more qualified for the job than Gavin Newsom. We need to stop investing now. We're uh, going to follow the market. Yeah, he doesn't talk like it. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We're running late. Cool. We'll bring you up to speed on a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. I think I have found a key paragraph in uh, describing a little bit of what's going on with the whole GameStop trading on Wall Street uh, revolution that might be going on that's going to cause the government to get involved and change all the rules. So we will see. But more on that coming up in a little bit if you want it half-ass explained to you. If you remember my explanation of Bitcoin several Mm. years ago. It's got to be better than that, doesn't it? You would think it would be better than that. Uh, I would ju- I would describe it as online mob goes after the most powerful Wall Streeters and beats them at their own game. Awesome. To- and because they're powerful, they're going to get the rules changed. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And maybe they should. Maybe they should. So that's stay a- tuned. That's above my pay grade, as people who like cliches say. Mailbag. Hey. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, again, about the Constitution of the United States of America. We the dang people. It's from the great Benjamin Franklin, who said, The U.S. Constitution doesn't guarantee happiness, only the pursuit of it. You have to catch up with it yourself. Well, that should be said more often. That's why I'm a BFF, Ben Franklin fan. Good man. Uh, that's a good one. That should be said... That they should instead of opening with a prayer uh, in Congress, they should open with that. Oh man! The Constitution does not guarantee a happiness; just a chance at it. You go chase right. it yourself. Right. Amen that to is that. Awesome. Brother. Yeah. Well, that's it. Okay, Boomer, Ben, ben Boomer Franklin. 
Uh, onto the correspondence proper. Uh, I love you, Simple Jack, writes Dolores. Please don't give up on your iPhone 7. Keep it plugged in or spring for a battery. You're the only person keeping my iPhone 7 alive. May we die on this hill together many years from now. DDYFL, don't ditch your fellow Luddites. Best wishes, Dolores. Thank you, Dolores. Uh, as of tomorrow, I am a person of color, writes uh, Alexander Hamill Anonymous. <laughs> I'm a loyal listener, love the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. From what you've, uh, from what I've seen so far regarding regarding the upcoming policies from the new Biden administration, preferences for government programs and services will be given to people of color, in, including climate justice. What was that term? Environmental justice, Joe. If you're not yeah. on board. I'm not, I don't think. Hmm. Anyway, because of this, as of tomorrow, my, I am a person of color, writes Alexander. Uh, a bit of background. 150 years ago, my grandparents emigrated to the U.S. from Poland and the Ukraine. At the time, my grandparents, along with Sicilians, Greeks, Armenians, etc., were not considered white. All of these groups, including my grandparents, were denied entrance to universities and social clubs. It's only been recently that I was informed that I am now white. So here's my thinking. If a man can declare himself to be a woman, I can declare myself to be a person of color. Since there are no objective standards to determine whether either sex or color, the burden of proof will be on those of authority to determine that I am not. Perhaps here comes the racial identity laws. Who's the Nazi now? Oh, yeah. I've been saying this for years. Why haven't I ever, when I'm applying for a mortgage, said I'm an American Indian? Let somebody challenge me. Oh, 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 okay, because I'm not wearing a feather on my head. Didn't come in riding side saddle on a pony. I'm not an American Indian. Can I I'm see sorry, her, sir, boss? Sir. I'm I not, need I'm a so manager sorry. here. I, I meant nothing, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. They'd cower so fast. Let me, let me sign this for you, please. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we have time? Am I paranoid? I feel like a Jew of the 1940s now as a conservative in 2020, or is it just me? The left labels as white supremacists to dehumanize us, uh, etc. How soon till we're wearing an R on our clothing? All right, so Al Anonymous. That's a little apocalyptic, but uh, you, know, <laughs> you let things go too far, they become apocalyptic. So a whole bunch of Reddit users started uh, driving up the stock of GameStop, and uh, Wall Street went crazy, and now uh, the feds are involved, and it's quite the story. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So GameStop, that's the most heavily shorted name out there, but it's not the only target of this Reddit crowd, which also includes Express, BlackBerry, AMC Theaters. The retail traders are encouraging one another to buy, 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 forcing hedge funds to scramble to cover their short positions. What that does is push up the price and the value of some stocks. In ways that defy logic, GameStop shares up 13,000% from their 52-week low. Again, so that's like Radio Shack going up 13,000%. <laughs> Would be surprising. A company that was going out of business. Let me read well, a Where little... else to get batteries? Nowhere. Let me read a little bit from the dispatch uh, as, we, as we briefly try to explain what's going on here. It, it's with this Reddit forum r slash wall street bets the forum isn't just a group of traders it's also a particular sort of online community where users share a specific sense of humor a strong sense of in-group loyalty and a fierce us versus them mentality in the minds of the reddit traders the squeeze represented a golden opportunity to beat the huge hedge funds and money managers at their own game exploiting a market vulnerability for an easy profit 
And they finally decided, we're not going to get out while we're at the top. If we hold the line and don't sell, we can run those short sellers right into the ground. Yeah, so it became about vengeance as well. Yes, vengeance! So vengeance is Against somebody! <laughs> so here's, and we're going to explain a couple of things. So you understand, it is to paraphrase uh, Charles Dickens in A Christmas Carol, uh, Marley was dead to begin with. If, if you don't understand that, nothing that follows is wonderful. Once you understand these things, you'll understand this is an incredible drama. It's a crazy story, but you have to understand one bit of mechanics, and that's how short selling works. And uh, Positive Sean, uh, at the Positive Sean portfolio desk, with a very brief, please, explanation, what is short selling? So short selling is I borrow a share from uh, uh, an institution, and then I sell it at today's price with the promise that at a future predetermined date, I will return that share to the person I borrowed it from at whatever the the, the price currently is. So right. I'm betting that in between the time that I borrowed and sold that share today, the price is going to go down. So when I sell it back, when I sell one share back to the person I borrowed it from, it's at a lesser price. Uh, price point and I, I pocket the difference. So you make money off of somebody's stock going down. Correct. Because right. you predicted correctly that it would go down. Yes. So is you, there you a, take a short position on something you think is heading down. I, I, I don't want to get too far off track of this giant story. I'm looking up at the cable news channels. Every one of them's got breaking news on this whole GameStop story. Um, uh, is there a reason this exists, the ability to bet on something going down? Does it have to exist to make the market work somehow? Yeah, that's, that's the classical economic theory. Yeah, it, and I, you know, I don't remember the specific explanation. Do you, Sean, why it's actually healthy well, for the market? Because without that, it only becomes a one-way market. There's nothing to, uh, for example, kind of like what Wall Street did, right? If the market gets too overweighted in a given oh, direction, I, okay, that there makes needs sense. to be a lever to pull to say, hey, whoa, 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 buddy. Yeah. Okay, this, yeah. well said. So this is so, a reasonable instrument. I remember during the big crash, there was a lot of complaints that there are a number of financial instruments, things you can do that don't need to exist. They're just ways to make money yes. for certain crowds that can, but they don't really need to exist to make the market work. This sounds Credit like, default swaps, for yeah, instance. This yeah. needs yeah. to exist. Okay, okay. here's the other thing you need to know. And I looked into this because I wanted to do some short selling back in the day. But you have to get from your various, uh, you know, your your little websites that trade stocks for you, whatever. You from, knew uh, Armstrong and Getty Inc. was headed to the toilet. Oh, yeah, I was selling a short, seriously, yeah. No, but uh, I looked into short selling. Well, they have to do financial checks on you, all sorts. You have to prove all sorts of assets because if I buy a stock at $10, planning on it going up, and it just craters, goes out of business. I've lost $10 per share. <laughs> but if I buy a stock, uh, uh, if there's a $10 stock that I uh, go sh- take a short position, I'm going to short sell it, and it goes up to $300, I'm $290 in the hole. And if it goes up to $30,000 to cite an extremely Wow, so you invested... Ten bucks and you lost two hundred and ninety. Yes, exactly. Your losses oh. are all theoretically, potentially infinite. Right. Well, that is a problem. And then positive, Sean. What happens if I have a short position and that stock is rising like crazy, and people begin to doubt that I'll be able to pay what I owe? Uh, so the person you borrowed the stock from at any point can demand uh, as part of the agreement. I need you to. I need you to cover your share now. This is getting out of hand. Before you become insolvent. I need you to, to, to settle up now. Which brings us to 
This online community on Reddit that for some reason thought GameStop, uh, GameStop stock was being treated unfairly or targeted or Wall Street guys are mean or... It, no, what they recognized was that they, for somehow, I don't know how this happens, I think this is one of the things that may get fixed going forwards, 136% of the shares of GameStop were sold short. This was such an overshorted stock that they realized if we can get this to the point, and, and these shorts have deadlines, if we can raise the price up to where they need to cover their own shorts, and it's a, it's a, it's been driven into the ground, low dollar stock, right? Doesn't take a lot to, to, to double from four to eight as opposed from, you know, a thousand to two thousand. Mm-hmm. If we can force their hand to buy more, then that just keeps driving up the price. Because if you have a short position and the stock starts to rise, one of the ways as a short seller you slow that rise is to buy up the stock, which then further temporarily raises the value. So it can turn into this cycle of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, in which these hedge funds that are selling stocks short have bigger and bigger and bigger losses. And as they try to slow that, they jack the stock up even more. So it's a perpetual motion machine of doom for the hedge funds. And and people who are, you know, selling the stock or buying the stock for profit are making horrendous, well, awe-inspiring amounts of money. And moving up. Every, right. Moving up. Every, every, Wall, <laughs> moving up. every Wall Street writer observer says this is one of the most interesting things that's happened in the market in many, many years, if not many, many decades. Uh, is now a good time to hear from Mark Cuban on this? Uh, sure. It's not the first time that low-flowed or heavily shorted stocks have been targeted. It's just very visible, and it's just not the normal suspects that are doing the targeting. There are many hedge funds that, that have made a lot of money over the years targeting heavily shorted stocks. And so I don't think this is anything different. It's just the people who are, who are making the push aren't who we expect them to be. And so that's why I like it. You know, when you bring people out of nowhere to, to really show the inefficiencies of the market, it's a good thing. Well, that might be the very reason that the professionals don't like it. As the Wall Street Journal says, professionals are reeling. Well, it's a lot like, you know, if in the upcoming Super Bowl between the mighty Chiefs of Kansas City and the Tampa Bay, as if one of the teams suddenly, well, we made the joke the other day, uh, the running back comes out on a horse. I mean, it, it would so fundamentally change the game, nobody's quite sure how to approach it. And Unleashing the internet investing mob in this way is, uh, I, oh, I hate, I can't even make these words come out of my mouth. A game changer. Um, uh, right. But so, so some of the complaints from, you know, and I think a lot of people root for the little guy in these stories because we have such a, a, you know, the evil hedge fund manager thing, uh, going on, on and culturally. Yes. Um, but you can understand the argument of wait a second. So the the little guy decides a way to to make this work for them, and now you're going to change the rules. You're going to stop trading until you can get it fixed. What the hell sure. is that? When it yeah. goes the other way, and the hedge funds make gazillions, and the rest of us are like, what happened to my four one k? And and keep it like that. They are driving companies out of business, right? Like GameStop didn't have a bright future, but they are accelerating it by they very publicly saying, you know, we are shorting the stock. This is a the Melvin Capital, the 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 hedge fund behind this was top of the pecking order in in these sort of circles, and and, and maybe I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the you know that they create these companies that are, are are toxic to other investors to get into because of these overly leveraged short positions and because there wasn't a way to to kind of group together and push back against it until, I guess, Reddit. 
Uh, right. So they were intent on doing, uh, you know, doing damage for their own profit too. And and the short sale thing we talked earlier about the value of it, but the fact that you can just with reckless disregard end companies because you'll make a few bucks on their shares. I mean, that's that's awful. Or I suppose you could stay private as a company. Don't sell stock. Well, and, you know, remember when the great crash of 2008, nobody went to jail out of that thing. Uh, all kinds of people, regular people, lost so much money and took it took so long to get back to where they were. And the very biggest, most powerful people got bailed out. Right. Um, right. Uh, when asked about it yesterday, the White House felt compelled to say its economic team is monitoring the situation. Ah, good. Everyone's belief is they don't really have any idea what's going on because it's happened so fast and it's it's complicated. Right. And but, Joe Biden still thinks stocks are delivered in an envelope on paper. <laughs> Come on. You actually get the certificate. So it went up yesterday. So I got the numbers here in front of me, and it's kind of entertaining to look at that way here. Let me scroll backwards here. Um, but is is there any expectation that it's going to continue today? So here it was. Over the last few days, the stock exploded. Um, it was at... Uh, $20 on January 12th. It was $76 Monday, 148 on Tuesday, and 347 yesterday. It is 363 right now. Okay. So continuing to go up. Mm. And there were a couple other companies involved, AMC Movie Theaters and uh, what, BlackBerry, was it? BlackBerry and Nokia uh, were the ones that I've uh, heard mentioned the most often. Uh, notable, they are all down double digits today. So. Is, is that where the, that's kind of where the sense of humor comes in, isn't it? That they chose GameStop, AMC, and no, the, they, BlackBerry? I mean, kind of. That's where the humor comes from, but that's not why they were chosen. They were chosen because these companies, from their calculations, from their reading of the information that is available online, these are overshorted companies mm. that we, as a mass, can force the hand of the hedge funds that shorted them. This is I not like about it. the evaluation of the company. This is not about any sort of long-term investment. They have reckoned. This is gamer behavior to a T. Now, does the guy who owns GameStop know this is going on, or does he think, "Oh, oh the kids have rediscovered GameStop"? Well, things are <laughs> turning around for me. me. <laughs> He's heard about it. My shit yeah. has come in. Said Michael Burry, a prominent GameStop investor. This is unnatural, insane, and dangerous. <laughs> but his $17 million investment in the company has ballooned to $250 million as of Tuesday. And there are all sorts of stories of uh, people who got involved in this, selling off their stock and paying off their student loans, mm-hmm. paying off their houses, whatever. Wow. I just wish I'd gotten involved. Yeah. Too busy with my stupid, stupid job. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. That was inappropriate. <laughs> If you're involved in any way or got anything to say about it, you can text us 415-295-KFTC. We'll be monitoring it throughout the show, 415-295-KFTC. we got to talk about how the San Francisco School Board decided to take Lincoln and Washington, among other names, off their schools, which has gotten national attention. We mentioned this as soon as the story broke yesterday. It's flipping amazing. And a way to fight back against the insidious, the horrific, the racist, critical race theory woke training your company's going to make you do. All on the way. Continues to go up. It's now at four hundred, uh, three ninety-five. But yeah, so it's gone, up, it's gone up since then. Uh, so we had the breaking news yesterday when it happened. It's worth hearing. It's gotten national attention. 
Uh, it's amazing. San Francisco School Board unanimously votes to strip the names of Lincoln, Washington, and others from local schools. Unanimously? Um, it was unanimously. People are pushing back saying one person didn't vote for it. Well, they abstained. That's Coward. the only thing keeping it unanimous. And their argument was we shouldn't have people's names on schools. We should just number the schools. So I would call it unanimous. It was unanimously agreed upon. Nobody was pushing back against taking Washington, Lincoln, and other names off of schools. Now, when all this craziness started, you know, a toppling statues and Confederate generals and all that sort of stuff, you know, a lot of said, will it get to Jefferson and Washington at some point? And thought, that's got to be way off in the future. But here we are. Yeah, no one, kidding. One of the biggest school districts in the United States. It's it's going to happen. The school board in San Francisco has voted to do away with the names of, of dozens of schools in the district that they deemed hold offensive histories. Among the schools set to have their names changed are Lowell High, Lincoln High, Washington High, Roosevelt Middle, John Muir Elementary, and Feinstein Elementary School, which we'll get to later. Diane Feinstein, mayor of San Francisco formerly... Uh, a historic senator of the great state of California can't have her name on a high school in San Francisco, and we'll get to that in a little bit. For reasons that are beyond idiotic. It's a message to our families, our students, and our community, said one board member, Mark Sanchez. It's not just symbolic, it's a moral message. Lincoln's name was recommended for removal from one of the city's high schools due to his reported treatment of Native Americans. Because uh, he was in, in the 1860s, because he was involved in the Black Hawk Indian War when he was a young man. Um, <clears throat> well, I'd imagine his uh, administration's policies weren't quite up to speed with modern policies. Even London Breed, the African American mayor of San Francisco, who is way out there by anybody's standards, left a Castro. Uh, voiced opposition to renaming the school, saying the board should really focus on reopening their buildings to students and dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. It's offensive to me as someone who went to our public schools, who loves our public schools, and who knows how these years in the classroom are what lifted me out of poverty into college. It's offensive to our kids who staring at screens day after day instead of learning and growing with their classmates and friends. In other words, how about you find something else to do? Right. Right. Uh, the task force also recommended and voted for uh, removing Feinstein's name, uh, along with 44 schools that are going to be renamed. 44 schools. That's amazing. That's just changing a, an attempt to change our history. Uh, yeah, a point I will be getting to momentarily. Uh, so back in the day, Diane... Did they uh, want to get rid of Diane Feinstein because she fought with Lincoln in the Indian Wars? <laughs> That's an old joke. Thank you. I forgot to look up the year that this happened. Feinstein decided to replace a Confederate flag that was vandalized in front of City Hall when Why she was, was mayor there. Why was there at all? I don't even, I can't imagine. That's how much things have changed. There, I'm guessing in the 70s. Maybe we can look that up, but, um, it's hard to believe there was actually ever even a Confederate flag in San Francisco, let alone in front of City Hall, but it was vandalized. She decided to put it back up. And for that reason, even though she was mayor of the city, she's senator of the state. She can't have her name on a school there. The For name, that flag incident one day. The renaming will cost about a million dollars, which is, you know, something but really kind of trivial to the overall uh, why this is such a big deal. Um, go through a little bit of this, how this went. So somebody pointed out when the recommendation list originally came out, and I think we talked about it, suggesting taking Abraham Lincoln's name off of school in Washington, um, the school board said, we didn't do this. This was just an advisory committee. So it hasn't actually happened. This is just an advisory committee. 
Well, calm I, down. Yeah, calm down. Then the school board approves it unanimously, which is absolutely amazing. Um, an editorial in the San Francisco Chronicle today. The members of the city's board of education, having largely quit the education business and rebranded themselves as amateur historians, found much of history unfit for the honor of association with their empty classrooms. Wow, that's some good writing. For the past year, the shuttered San Francisco schools have been schools in name only, so perhaps it's fitting that the school board had time to deal with this. I'm trying to decide if we have time to really explain this. I'll, I'll give you a taste of it, then maybe we can continue it next segment. This is, now it's aided by these just idiotic, unable to process coherent thought, social justice warrior types. They're the useful idiot that, uh, that Lenin spoke. Was it Lenin or, or Stalin that coined that term? Ah, no. I don't know, one of them commies. Anyway, there are the useful idiots in this. But speaking of Marxism, and if you study Marxism, this is just, this is part and parcel of it. Orwell warned us about it. You destroy history. You remove history. You erase history. If a people forgets their history, they forget who they are and can easily be manipulated. You destroy the nuclear family. For instance, I had a Marxist college professor who said, you know, the nuclear family is actually an instrument of oppression. And I was thinking as an 18-year-old boy sitting there, what the hell did she just say? Didn't feel like that to me. Right. And then there was an article I came across the other day about the uh, transgender uh, phenomenon and how you can't argue about it. And listen, there are some people who struggle with a really uh, troubling phenomenon of you know gender dysphoria or whatever, uh, dysmorphia. But um, it's also, again, this is the Marxists taking hold of this. They're trying to erase... The line between men and women. You erase everything except what the party says you must say right now. And then, of course, that'll change. And if you're still uh, spouting the old party line, you'll get executed or imprisoned or something like that. But all of this is part of an effort to erase American culture for Marxism. Uh, we got to talk a little more about this. It's absolutely amazing. It is going to happen. It has been decided. One of the biggest school districts in America, you can't have George Washington on your high school. Incredible. Armstrong and Getty.